0: Redskins capitals wizards and the nationals rapping for my teams cuz i stay loyal to the capital draw me off it tenly Dwayne haskins is benched After just four games as the starter of the Washington football team this season, Dwayne Haskins, first round pick last year, pick 15 overall, was benched by coach Ron Rivera. We're going to get into that just now, and after that we're going to get into the State of the Union, your DC Sports wraparound coverage, and we're going to conclude with an LA Rams preview for week five. But yeah, Dwayne Haskins is benched, and it's a big, big story. To better understand what happened, let's begin with what went down on Sunday. We lose to Baltimore 31-17, and that's essentially a formality. This was expected. Lamar Jackson was last year's league MVP. Baltimore Ravens defensively are stout. This was expected. It was more or less a non-game. It never really felt like a game. We lose to Baltimore 31-17. And then the fun begins, and the wheels begin to turn. The Cleveland Browns go into Dallas... Where there are some fans allowed in Jerry World, and beat the Cowboys 49 to 38. They hung 49 points on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas was favored by around six points entering the game. And Dallas was down 41 to 14 at one point. That Cowboys defense is atrocious. So the Browns beat Dallas. They go into Dallas and win. The New York Giants play a close one against the LA Rams, your week five opponents. Losing 17 to 9. I think we all thought the Rams were going to blow them out, but that didn't happen. It ended up being a close game, 17 to 9. That's a one score game, folks. And then Philadelphia wins in San Francisco with no wide receivers against the 49ers, 25 to 20, to take the lead in the division with an astounding record of 1 2 and 1. Now let's understand what this all means. So you're telling me the supposed division favorite Dallas Cowboys just got absolutely hammered by the Cleveland Browns, a team we should have beaten at their place in front of their fans, if not for four Dwayne Haskins turnovers last week. The team we're about to play, the LA Rams, only scored 17 points against the New York Giants, and we have a better defense than they do. And the Philadelphia Eagles, a team we basically beat with one hand behind our back, we did it with just the defense essentially, is now the division leader? The belief that Dallas would run away with this division is now totally gone. Their defense is so bad, there is no way you can justify saying Dallas is now head and shoulders above every other team in this division. The Philadelphia Eagles are 1-2-1 in leading this division, and the New York Giants are 0-4. So fuck it. Let's go get this division. It is up for grabs. The NFC East is officially up for four grabs. If we have competence and familiarity at the QB position, a real argument can be made that we beat the Cleveland Browns and are two and two leading the division right now. Our next eight weeks are as follows. We got the LA Rams next week. We're at the New York Giants, host the Dallas Cowboys. Then there's a bye week. Then it's the New York Giants at home. Then it's at Detroit Cincinnati at Dallas. The LA Rams are 3-1. Outside of that, once again, the Giants are 0-4 and we play them twice. The Cowboys are 1-3 and we play them twice. Detroit is 1-3. And the Bengals, with a rookie QB record-wise, pose the biggest threat at 1-2-1. The Cleveland Browns have beaten Dallas and Cincinnati, seemingly our two biggest threats on this schedule outside of the LA Rams this coming week. This division is up for grabs. Dwayne Haskins got benched because there is a very real opportunity in front of this football team. For Ron Rivera, battling cancer, not a single day is guaranteed in his life, and at this moment, he's choosing to make the most of it. It is an unconventional move to move on from a QB this quickly, especially one that was drafted mid-first round last year. But the circumstances changed very, very quickly. And that was thanks to the Cleveland Browns beating the Dallas Cowboys the way they did. Once again, this division is, say it with me, up for grabs. Now, what's the point in winning this division? It's a horrible division, right? I think we all agree the NFC East is a very, very weak division. What's the point of winning the division? Many of you will ask that. Well, to this I'd say, put yourself in the shoes of those in that Washington football team locker room. Are they interested in losing? We may think of high draft picks, but do they? Let's think about what Ron Rivera said last week. He highlighted the great play of just about everybody except for the quarterback. We are talking about elite competitors here. They want to win, and Ron Rivera sees an avenue and opportunity here. Now, let's talk about Kyle Allen, because if you're benching Dwayne Haskins, well, we got to know more about who's stepping in. Kyle Allen is going to be the starter in week five against the L.A. Rams. How good is he? Well, we're going to find out. Based on last season, he was not a whole lot better than Dwayne Haskins has been this season. In terms of QBR, where Dwayne Haskins ranks dead last this season, Kyle Allen rocked eighth. 38.3, 38.3, which was only ahead of Mason Rudolph. So that's pretty bad, right? And it is. It is. There's no defending that. The 38.3 is not good. But people talk about wanting to give Dwayne Haskins time and citing Josh Allen as an example. Look, it's Josh Allen's second year in this system, and he is a potential MVP candidate. Well, guess what? It's also Kyle Allen's second year playing in the system now, playing in that Scott Turner offense there are reasons to believe that he could see a jump in his improvement as well, and his development. Now, I'm not saying that he's Josh Allen. He's not. Kyle Allen was not a first-round pick. He does not have the level of talent as other QBs. But he has familiarity with the system. And given that slate of games I read to you guys, he's got it in him to win some of those. Maybe even most of those. Because this defense is real. For Kyle Allen, his weapons in Carolina were better. He had DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. But Terry McLaurin is the best wide receiver he's played with and is a superstar. Kyle Allen can hit him in open space. Isaiah Wright, of all people, the undrafted rookie free agent, looks like he could be a playmaker as well. Kyle Allen also mastered the checkdown by throwing to Christian McCaffrey all the time. And I don't even say that as a joke because I've seen Dwayne Haskins frequently miss checkdowns. He'll overthrow them. That is unacceptable, and it's a prerequisite of playing quarterback in the NFL. So those checkdowns are good news for our growing running back Antonio Gibson, who's shown he is explosive and elusive in open spaces. And frankly, that's how he made a name for himself in Memphis. He did not have that many touches, but he had a number of touchdowns. His touch-to-touchdown ratio, if you will, was ridiculous. Put the man in open space, and Kyle Allen will find him in open spaces. Antonio Gibson can make some plays. The goal of our QB play on this team, sustain drives and get to between 24 to 27 points per game. 24 to 27 sounds a bit high, but honestly, you can get there. You can absolutely get there. And there's no reason to believe, again, the Dallas Cowboys, for example, you could probably hang 30 in their sleep. They are not good. And against our defense, I'm not sure how many points they can put up because I do believe that front four and front seven can get to Dak if necessary. We've had way too many three and outs on offense with Dwayne Haskins, and there's plenty of reason to believe that Kyle Allen can help us sustain those drives and put some points on the board for the defense to work with. The defense has done a good job overall of keeping us in games. It is now on the offense to help them out on the other side and allow them to play with a lead or at the very least in a very close game. If we can keep these games close, the defense can make a play. They know how to generate turnovers. We just got to protect the ball and have some familiarity. A quarterback, I totally understand the move. The other bit of news is that Dwayne Haskins actually dropped to number three on the depth chart. Alex Smith, can you believe it? Alex Smith is the number two quarterback and will be active on Sunday. If something happens to Kyle Allen, it's Alex Smith's show. And I think everyone on that coaching staff and team believes that if Alex Smith had to step in he could do it I know there might be some physical concerns but I don't think they're making this move unless they think Alex Smith is ready as well so it's going to be a bit of a longer term change here at QB the division is up for grabs this season and we're going to see how Kyle Allen does Dwayne Haskins he's going to need some time because he's clearly got talent he definitely does but he's clearly not ready right now And maybe just sitting for a little bit, refocusing and recentering his mind, it could do some good. It really could. He's still extremely young, and there's no reason to think that his time in D.C. is definitely over. I know it feels like it. There's always a sense of permanence when it comes to benching a first-round quarterback, but he's still extremely young. And he did not have a proper offseason with the pandemic. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But what we do know one more time say it with me the division is up for grabs that's going to conclude the intro talking about Dwayne Haskins being benched now let's get into the state of the union We're gonna go ahead and start with soccer this week, go from bad to good. Let's begin with DC United. They turned it around. No, they didn't. And none of y'all believe me either. 0-2 this past week, but this time we're losing by even greater margins. A 4-0 loss to Atlanta United, followed by a 4-1 loss against New York City FC. The good news, we scored a goal on a penalty. It was our first goal in three games. Our last goal from open play, meaning not a penalty, was five games ago, which was also the last time we did not lose a game. It was 2-2 against Toronto FC. We have 11 points through 16 games played, which is easily good for a dead last in the MLS. The season mercifully ends on November 8th. But if you feel like checking in on Ben Olsen or watching a game to figure out if you could score a tryout with DC United... They play on Sunday, October 11th at 7.30 p.m. against Chicago Fire FC, and again on Wednesday, October 14th at 8 p.m. against the Philadelphia Union. On to women's soccer, the Washington Spirit. They had a game against Sky Blue FC, and they won one to zero. Kumi Yokoyama in the 50th minute. My goodness, what a goal. It was absolutely world-class. We had a shot blocked in the 49th minute, and after a couple bounces 25 yards out, Yokoyama faked her defender out by Croifing the ball behind her right foot, using her left, touching it onto her right again, and then scoring from 18 yards out, hitting the post and in. It was the only place she could have put it to beat the goalkeeper. An absolutely incredible finish. You have to see that goal. Absolutely have to see that goal. Kumi Yokoyama, what a finish. Hats off to you. This wraps up the NWSL Fall Series for the Washington Spirit. Up next, a closed-door friendly with the North Carolina Courage next week. Closed-door, for those of you that don't know, means that it will be closed to the public. Which, hey, COVID, it's closed anyway, right? No, but it also means that it's not going to be streamed or on TV anywhere. But you'll still hear about it. You'll still hear about the final result. You just won't be able to watch it because it is behind closed doors. And on to hockey. The Washington Capitals. The NHL draft was on Tuesday and Wednesday this past week with the first round on Tuesday, and on that Tuesday, the Washington Capitals moved up two spots, from 24 to 22, trading our first and third round picks to Calgary to select center Hendrix Lapierre. Don't know a whole lot about him, honestly, but supposed to be rated pretty highly, and I would assume so, given that we moved up a few spots to take him. One for the future, certainly, and speaking of one for the future, we took four more players on Wednesday, highlighted by goalkeeper Garan Bjorklund. 179th overall, he was the 15th goaltender off the board, so likely to be a project with the hopes of becoming the Caps' starting goalkeeper down the line, but I doubt it would be anytime soon. Once again, the Washington Capitals are losing Braden Holtby this offseason to free agency, so we still are in need of a proper goaltender, and that is going to conclude your State of the Union, and now we're going to conclude the show with a preview of the game against the LA Rams. The Los Angeles Rams come to town with a 3-1 record. And they seem sort of like a middle-of-the-road kind of team. I'm going to jump into some stats real quick. Just some quick averages. 14th in passing yards per game. 7th in rushing yards per game. 255 yards through the air and 142 yards on the ground per game, respectively. And then 8th in opposing passing yards per game. But 18th in opposing rushing yards per game. That's 230 yards through the air they're giving up and 123 and a half, 124 that they're giving up on the ground per game. Now, again, they're interesting. They're three and one. Their three wins have come against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New York Giants. That is right. They have played all three other NFC East teams already, and that's where their three wins come from. And given how weak the division is, you can't really call that all that impressive Now, their loss is probably the most impressive thing. They were getting blown out by the Buffalo Bills, but then they end up losing 35 to 32. So they've lost to the undefeated Buffalo Bills for their only loss. And then they've defeated the three other NFC East teams in our division. So again, middle of the road, it's hard to know where they're at this season, but they are well coached. And I think we all know that they were in a Super Bowl recently. And they're well coached again by former offensive coordinator Sean McVay, who everyone's hailing as an offensive genius and blasting us for letting him go after seeing how well he's done with the Rams. I expect them to have a strong offensive game plan, and I expect them to do reasonably well against our defense. Now, that being said, it looks like we'll be getting Chase Young back this week, which is excellent news, because the more people we're allowed to drop in coverage to throw Jared Goff off his game and rhythm, the better. Chase Young, his amazing ability to get after the passer, combine that again with guys like Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan, Devon Payne, those kinds of guys, John Allen. Putting all of them together, we can drop more people into pass coverage and get after Jared Goff. The Rams' running game consists of Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson, and that's the key to their offense early on. Again, They want to run the football 7th in rushing yards per game. They want to run it. Stopping both of them is going to be key and Cam Akers if he ends up playing. We'll want to take away what they do best. And I think we can do it. Because again, against the Cleveland Browns, one of the keys of the game, stop Nick Chubb, stop Kareem Hunt. As the game progressed, we weren't really able to because the game was getting away from us. But in the first quarter, against Nick Chubb, we held him to only six yards on four carries in that first quarter against Cleveland. We'll just need to show up on offense to take away that running game. If we can build a slightly early lead, maybe they abandoned it a bit too early. Maybe Sean McVay gets a little cute going against his old team and goes, no, I want to sling this ball all over the place. We'll see what happens there. But what that means is, talking about the offense showing up, is that we're going to need Kyle Allen to sustain drives and manage the game properly. And that's going to be interesting, right? Because given Kyle Allen's lack of in-game experience with his wide receivers, like Terry McLaurin, Isaiah Wright, Antonio Gold, and Dontrell Inman, Logan Thomas as the tight end, it could be a bit rough on the offensive side of the ball. But again, he has familiarity with the system. He knows where people are going to be. He can check the ball down accurately, which again is a prerequisite, but he can do it. So who knows? This very much feels like the Rams are going to be favored, and they are, but I could see it being a toss-up. I could easily see this game being a toss-up. The Rams only loss again, the Buffalo Bills, their three wins the NFC East. Hard to read where they're at. And for us... For us, this game is all about seeing what Kyle Allen can do and making sure he's ready for the next game. Because, again, that next game begins a string of three NFC East games against the Giants at New York, at MetLife. Then we host Dallas, by week, Giants come here. And then after that, it's Detroit, it's Cincinnati, and then Dallas one more time. Once again, say it with me, this division is up for grabs. For this game, I'm going to say the LA Rams win, simply for continuity purposes, put the score at 27-20, to 20. so expect the Rams to cover, but again, who knows, if our D-line can play extremely well, this defense has shown it can play well enough to win a game. We did it against the division leaders, Philadelphia Eagles. Still can't believe they're the division leaders. They can do it. It's well within the realm of possibility that this defense plays lights out, and it's well within the realm of possibility that Kyle Allen shows up, balls out, and Antonio Gibson starts getting more opportunities in open spaces. Same with Terry McLaurin. And we can bust this game open, baby. Once again, my prediction is Rams 27, Washington 20, but would not be surprised if Washington finds a way to win this game outright. That's going to conclude today's show. Once again, this is District Divided. I'm your host, Amit Singh. If you liked this episode, if you like the show, please follow it on Twitter and Instagram at District Divided. There's also a Facebook page and group called District Divided. Please like and join respectively. And that's going to do it, folks. It's a Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Thursday Night Football tonight. We have the Buccaneers playing the Bears. Tom Brady, can he beat Nick Foles this time? I actually think the Bears might sneak that one out. And in the meanwhile, Polypolo, Polo, do your thing and take us away. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, D.C.'s coming with me. I spent my whole damn life in the city. I can go for broke, but the capital is in me. I spent my whole damn life in the city. DC's coming with me I spent my whole damn life in the city I could go for broke but the capital is in me